Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Daydream and Listen podcast. My name is Krista. Hope everyone out there is doing great today and I hope that you guys all had a wonderful Valentine's Day if you celebrated or, you know, if you did anything fun. This week's episode is going to be a fall 2021 New York Fashion Week review. So this past week has been Fashion Week in NYC and there were a lot of great shows. Fashion Week in general is just so much fun and as of now, we've moved into London Fashion Week. So with this episode, I'm strictly just going to be talking about some of the shows from the different New York designers. But of course, if you'd like to hear my opinions about other shows taking place in the other major fashion capitals, let me know because I don't know, maybe I will do that in the future because it's not like there aren't just as amazing, if not even more amazing designers in the other major fashion capitals. I also think in the future, I'm going to be doing another trend report episode where I talk about some major trends to look out for for fall 2021. You guys seem to really like the spring 2021 trend episode, so I think I'll do the same for this upcoming season because actually that episode I think is my most listened to episode, which is really cool. Um, And I know a ton of people on social media love to talk about what are some upcoming trends to look out for. So I'll definitely um, be working on another episode once we start actually thinking about next fall because right now we're just trying to get through this winter. All right, so before we get into my New York Fashion Week review, let's dive into the highs and the lows of this past week in my life. Alrighty, so starting off with my high for the week, I want to say this was maybe Wednesday night. I got the sweetest DM from Kate Spade. Yes, like the Kate Spade handbag designer, their Instagram account. I got a DM from them about their random acts of kindness campaign that they're doing and that they are basically like DMing people and surprising them saying that they're sending them some gift or something uh, that goes along with their random acts of kindness campaign and it's something for me and something for me to give to another person as like a random act of kindness. So I just thought like first of all I was so surprised and blown away by this. I mean obviously like I love Kate Spade. I used to intern for them. Um, I still keep up with their products and them on social media but I was honestly never like expecting this and it was so so sweet. I also just love random acts of kindness. I know some people can like make it a really cheesy thing but I love doing it to other people. I think it's such a sweet and practical thing that you can do every day to just practice kindness and I don't know become a an even nicer, better person. So I am awaiting for this thing to come in the mail. I'll keep you guys updated with it. I still don't know who I'm going to give the other gift thing to, um, but I'm just, I'm super excited to see what it is and figure out who I want to give this thing to. But yeah, I just thought that was super nice and I don't know, let this be a reminder, you know, maybe if you're out and about today or this week to just spread a little kindness, pay for someone's coffee or, you know, help someone out 
wherever you are at the grocery store or, you know, text one of your friends or a random classmate, something super encouraging. So yeah, that was a major high for my week. Um, and now for the low of my week, I feel like this past week has been incredibly busy and, you know, just between everything I have going on in my life, I just feel like a lot has been coming up, even though, like, I'm still at home doing things. I'm not, like, running all over the place, um, during the week, but I just feel like I've had a lot to get crossed off of my to-do list, um, And I don't know, lately I feel like I have just felt like there's going to be a lot of major life changes on the horizon and I'm trying to prepare myself for that. Like, I don't know, I just feel like I'm going to blink and the end of the school year is going to be here and I'm going to have to make some major life changes with possibly moving, getting a new job. Um, I don't know, I just feel like there's a lot coming my way and I'm trying to prepare myself for it and I feel like this past week it just kind of all hit me and it can be a little overwhelming at times but I always try to see the positive in things so yeah I don't know I just I felt like a little overwhelmed this week and also everything with the weather this week has definitely been a low um in my life. I know that, like, I live in Pennsylvania right now, and we're always affected every winter with snow and ice and things like that, but I don't know, it just kind of, it breaks my heart to see other states, like Texas especially, having to go through this crazy winter when they're not used to it. Um, I just, I don't know, I'm very much ready for spring. All I want to do is just go out for a walk outside in my neighborhood and just, I don't know, be in the fresh air and enjoy nature and that's all I've wanted to do and it has not been possible for the past month because it seems like every day we get a little bit of snow or there's a lot of ice because it's freezing cold. I actually fell this past week um, on my driveway because it was so frozen with ice, so that was not a fun time. I'm all right, like I'm not physically hurt, but you know, never fun. So yeah, I'm just really hoping that things, as far as the weather go, things get better because I want more than anything to just go for a walk outside. Like, that's all I want right now. Okay, so those are my highs and my lows of the week. Now let's get into my New York Fashion Week review. So to start out, I just have a few general remarks, general opinions about um, the whole New York Fashion Week shows. So it seems like a lot more designers are doing in-person presentations, or at least the ones in New York have been doing that for this fashion week show season and it seems like they're having limited capacity and people are still wearing masks but I think it is interesting that um there are people who are like okay we want to try and get back to the runway instead of just doing digital presentations which my next point is that there are still people doing digital presentations and I honestly think that that isn't going to go away because it's incredible to see what people can do um, with the digital space, no matter, you know, where they're located, if they're in a studio somewhere or if they're shooting somewhere, you know, in another part of the country, um, 
I think it's really amazing what people can do creatively. So I don't think that necessarily will go away. It just seems like there have been a lot more designers who are gravitating back to the more normal format. And another thing that I thought was interesting to know is that majority of designers did not have their models wearing masks on the runway. So, you know, perhaps this is them saying that coming fall time, things will get to a point where, you know, we're more healed from COVID. I don't think that we're, come fall 2021, I don't think we're going to be completely mask-free. Um, I just, I felt like it was kind of a statement that we're shifting towards more norms because it seemed like in the previous Fashion Week shows, like Spring 21, every designer made sure to include masks with their pieces and like every single model had one but now it isn't the case so I just I don't know I thought that was an interesting note fashion the fashion industry seems to be optimistic and hopeful that come fall 21 we will be in a better place with COVID okay so the first show that I want to talk about is Jason Wu's show so this show took place in an empty retail space in NoHo and the space was completely transformed into this lush market. It looked kind of like an indoor farmer's market or, you know, whenever you walk into Whole Foods and like right when you walk in, it's like the produce section and they have a bunch of flowers and baskets and everything is bright and colorful. That's what I felt like this space represented. Or you just like go to a super cool niche grocery store market. I don't know. Um, but anyways, I felt like this show was the perfect right now stage that we're in. Like everything that was going down the runway felt super relevant. Um, nothing was too over the top. Everything felt very practical. And the models entered into this like makeshift market space from the chilly New York City streets. So it kind of created this relatable story of like, you know, nothing too out of the ordinary, just going somewhere to get groceries, run errands, and the clothes felt like you would see a really fashionable woman stepping into Air One, let's say, or like Whole Foods, and getting her things, but she's like dressed to the nines, or it could be someone going into the office one day out of the week, or, um, you know, running a few errands, or just like getting out um, to just get out of their house for the day. And the designer, Jason Wu, says that the collection was inspired by his New England upbringings and that he was reminded of his childhood while he was spending lockdown in Connecticut. So I thought that was really interesting because when you look at the collection, there definitely are these subtle Americana, it has this like subtle Americana feel to it with reds, creams, and navy colors, but it's still very much so felt like a New York City woman. It had these feminine silhouettes juxtaposed by like strong leather boots, bulky coats, something that you would definitely see when you're walking throughout NoHo or SoHo. Um, the collection included these delicate prints of Coca-Cola bottles, like those vintage glass Coke bottles, there were also like these organic floral shapes that were really pretty and an assortment of buffalo plaids and wide horizontal stripes. Um, so it did have like this, like I said, kind of like this Americana feel, but it felt very like New York City chic. The thing that stood out 
for this collection was the incorporation of tassels and fringe. So I had talked about this in I think my spring 21 trend episode that tassels and fringe like those types of details were going to be something that we'd be seeing a lot. So this is definitely like a trending style that has made several appearances on runway shows for multiple seasons. Um, and so Jason Wu um, utilized this detail in the waist area and towards the hem of top coats and dresses, which I thought was really pretty because, you know, whenever the, wa- the models were walking um, down the runway or like through the course of this market, everything flowed really well. And I don't know, it was just a super pretty detail. And I thought it was interesting if you look at the coats, um, the top coats, how the fringe is the fringe and the tassels are at the waistline I thought that was a really interesting um, choice to put it there because it's something that I haven't seen before and I feel like that just goes back to the idea that we're going to be seeing a lot of garments drawing attention to the waist so this is like a unique way that um, a designer is doing that by using like tassels and fringe um, at the waist really cool So while the collection felt really understandable, I personally felt like the majority of the garments didn't really demand the runway, you could say. There really weren't any like super wowing pieces to me. I really like the Coke bottle prints. They are super cool. They really reminded me of Andy Warhol's artwork, but nothing was just like out of the ordinary, which might be what Jason Wu felt was needed for his brand and for New York fashion. Um, But I don't know, I guess for me, like whenever it's fashion week, I always want to be wowed no matter what time it is, no matter what we're going through. I feel like I personally just go to fashion for um, happiness, optimism, and to just be surprised with what's new, what's fresh, what's exciting. But, you know, this could be Jason Wu's approach to fashion and how fashion fits in with what it is we've gone through this past year. You know, maybe he thinks it's it's not quite time for us to be wearing these, like, bold, over-the-top, crazy outfits or wowing pieces that he wants to be a little bit more subtle, focus on the details, um, and still put out pieces that are beautiful um, and feel very timeless. So yeah, those are my thoughts on Jason Wu. Overall, great collection. Really liked it. Okay, next show that I want to talk about is Anna Sui. She's one of my favorite designers just because, favorite New York City designer. Um, she has just the funkiest pieces, and I feel like over the past couple seasons, she's done a really great job of like tapping into what I feel like a lot of millennials and Gen Z people are going to wear. Everything feels like it has this youthful touch to it. And so going in the complete opposite direction, Anna Sui's collection went for more of like the escapism fantasy route. Sui's collection was inspired by the 1969 film Wonderwall, which I had never seen or heard of, but I looked it up. And it says the premise of the film is basically like a professor being secluded in his apartment and he 
loses himself in daydreams and delusions. Wow, very on brand with the podcast. Um, when he spies on his neighbor who is a model. So kind of weird. It says like the professor drilled a hole into his wall so he could spy on his neighbor, which I think that's creepy. But I get the idea of like, okay, this kind of fits in with the COVID times of people being trapped in their apartment and looking for fantasy and escapism. Just maybe not in like this creepy way. Um, the designer takes her inspiration and uses them to fuel the fantasy and escapism collection. The collection has its usual quirky styling and we saw lots of playful 60s prints, which I've just been obsessed with the 60s, 70s, just like really fun, quirky, almost like psychedelic styles and the cool motifs that were really popular during those times. So there were a lot of beautiful brown cow printed coats paired with these tartan tweed dresses. Um, I love cow print and I think we've been seeing a lot, but maybe not done in the best ways. I don't know, when I think of cow print, I always think of like red bubble stickers, like people just taking cow print and I don't know, just like drawing on Procreate and then selling on Redbubble. But the way that Anasui approached it, I felt like was just super funky and really felt great for like the 60s, 70s trend and pushing that retro trend into the 2021 times. There were also lots of those swirly psychedelic patterns, which I have just been obsessed with. I've been loving um, like Paloma Wool and so many other great designers have been playing into this. Uh, House of Sunny, like all of those popular Gen Z TikTok social media brands have been doing these, but I love the way that Anna Sui has these prints going on and then she incorporates fun little motifs. So the collection was full of these artisan collaborations from people hand-painting designs on denim to Anasui's niece actually drawing cartoon illustrations that appear on like some t-shirts and um, some other garments, which I think is super cool. And I feel like the collaborations that she used for the collection fuel this idea of artisanship, like crafting, customizing your clothes, something we saw a lot in this past year and I think we're going to be seeing um a lot more in the future it doesn't seem like the crafting movement is it's done anytime soon like I think it's going to be here for um a little while longer and I just love the way she's incorporating all of these different artistic touches into her prints and into different garments so all in all I really like this collection I think it's on par with the brand's aesthetics and I think people will respond well to the collection because of how fun it is. It definitely has that youthful feel to it. And, you know, if all of us Gen Z people had tons and tons of money, I think we would just buy up this collection. So amazing job, Anasui. Love it. Okay, the next collection I'm so excited to talk about is Gabriella Hurst. She has just been tearing up the runway in the best way possible over the past couple of seasons. Like, she's really, really made... A name for herself and I think she is going to be defining the 2020s of the fashion industry. So the inspiration from her collection came from Hildegard of Bingen, I think I'm saying that right, um, who was a German Benedict Benedictine 
I think I'm saying this right. I'm just like totally butchering all of this history. Um, so Hildegard was an abbess, writer, composer, philosopher, Christian mystic, visionary, and polymath of the high middle ages. I had to write all of that out because I could not remember that for the life of me. Um, but just like a very notable time during the middle ages and like the renaissance. So Gabrielle Hurst took inspiration from Hildegard because of their shared love of nature, which I thought was really interesting. So Gabriella Hurst says that she believes in the, she believes in green power, like Hildegard did, and Hurst feels the same way. So Hurst has really made it a point that she is for responsible desi- responsible designs, whether it be through repurposing dead stock into her collections or like raising awareness for showing love toward nature through her designs, she really has nature preservation within the fashion industry at the forefront of her mind. Like she's all about uh, sustainability, finding new ways to help make the fashion industry like adhere to everything that's going on in the world with the climate crisis and wanting to um just go back to nature and so in her collection tailoring was a major design pillar um there were several trench coats making their way down the catwalk which had like broad shoulders cinched waist really really nice tailoring they looked absolutely stunning on the models Additionally, there are a lot, there was a lot of attention drawn towards the waist, like I said, but um, through using different types of belts and other accessories. Um, but yeah, overall, tailoring of dresses and coats were major, major parts of the collection. There's quite a bit of contrast in this collection um, between like rigid and delicacy. So she would hearse would combine crochet appliques and lace with leather or like black colored knits so i think like that juxtaposition was really beautiful and made for some really strong pieces on the runway and as far as color palette goes hearse collection pushes for a lot of earthy neutrals and little splashes of pinks yellows and turquoises which we've been seeing a ton of earthy neutral color palettes throughout multiple shows um in new york fashion week and in previous fashion weeks so again i don't think this is something that's going to go away but especially with collections like this that are so natured focused i i think it is something that is going to stick around for a while because a lot of us um you know i feel like this collection does a great job of translating Hearst inspiration but it's this relevant message that a lot of people are going back to and it's the fact that we're going back to nature after the COVID times and being cooped up in our home. So I feel like a lot of us can relate to this um, message that Gabriella Hearst is pushing out and I'm really excited to uh, see how people respond to this collection because I feel like it's it's very relevant and um I feel like it just totally makes sense I'm also really excited to see what Hearst does at Chloe now that she has taken the helm of creative director for that so like I said I think Gabrielle Hearst is 
really going to make such an impact, such a positive impact on the 2020 times in the fashion industry because she has just been making a name for herself and going all in, whether it's at her own label or Chloe and just coming up with super innovative designs and really tapping into um, not only what the customer is feeling, but taking inspiration from history. So yeah, I, I love it. It was such a great collection. Okay, and the next designer I want to talk about is Perenza Schuler. So the founders and helms of the brand, Jack McCullough, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, and Lazaro Hernandez, they presented their most recent collection as a video collection on this special built website. So like I said earlier, there are still designers who are opting for the virtual presentations or just doing everything um, on like a complete digital space and I think the way that they approached it was really, really great. They shot two videos, um, I think it was like a week before the actual presentation and then they made this special website to allow um, people to really interact and learn more about the collection, which I think is super great because like even if you're not um, like, even if it was an in-person show and you couldn't be there, I love how the digital space allows for people to learn more about the brand and learn more about the specific collection. So there was a lot of buzz about this show and it was mostly because of Emma Emhoff's modeling debut in the show. And if you don't know who she is, Emma is Vice President Kamala Harris's stepdaughter. So Emma, I mean, she's absolutely stunning and I talked about, I think I talked about um, what she wore to the inauguration, but she's really made a name for herself as a young fashion lover. She recently signed to IMG Models, which is major, and this was actually her first Fashion Week debut. So very exciting because, I mean, if you see the pictures or you watch the videos from this collection, like it fits her so well. Like she just her personality, her vibe, her look go really well with this collection. I feel like she's a fresh face um, for very like hip, trendy style. And yeah, definitely if you have not seen images or videos from the collection, definitely go check it out. So like I just said with Emma's debut, I feel like this collection and the brand in general, really taps into this cool, youthful spirit that Perenza Schuler represents, and they have represented um, for as long as they've been around. So the show had a lot of really great outerwear that had like this nice balance of structure and softness. There were like these furry, furry little um, shoulder caps on very structured outerwear, which I thought was a really neat mix and a lot of the collection it feels similar to Gabriella Hurst where it uses a lot of earthy neutral colors and focuses more on the structure and the silhouette of a garment. The garments at Prince Schuller seem to be working in tandem with the body which is something I think we're going to be seeing a lot more in the future. I know I, I, I'm sorry I keep harping back to this trend episode I did but 
I talked about there how, you know, after um, World War II, Christian Dior created the new look and it really focused on the body and the clothes working in tandem with the body. And I think that's what we're going to see after the passing of COVID. Like we're going to um, see some new look as they called Dior's um Dior's designs they called them the new look so I think Perenza Schuller, you know in my opinion they may have one of the best collections for the post-COVID fashion especially for your budding fashion designer or fashion lovers they just they have so many great pieces that I feel like are strong and really fit in with I don't know what young people are interested in fashion. I've been seeing so many designers put out this black suit, this black suit set where the shoulders are very defined and the waist is cinched and the jacket opens up a little bit at the midriff area and I feel like this look is going to be incredibly popular for the fall season. It's very simple, very versatile and bold and Prince Schuller just knocked it out of the park with this look like this is their wowing look to me it's super simple versatile and bold those are the three things I'm using to describe it um and yeah I think that they're going to definitely be a brand to watch um you know hopefully a lot of people pay attention to their brand and what they just showed at fashion week because I I feel like they're going to be one to watch this upcoming fall season. Okay, so those were actually all of the collections I'm going to be discussing today. However, I do have a few that I briefly want to mention. Two more designers, actually, that had really cool collections, but a lot of publications weren't writing up about them, and I don't know why, because they just, they had super cool designs. Um, the first one is PH5. And the second one is Maisie Wylan. I think I'm saying that correctly. Um, they, both of these collections had super, super fun prints and really cool color combinations that I think provide a ton of optimism and that artisticness that we've really been seeing as a rising trend. So definitely check out these collections along with the other ones that I discussed today if you guys have not seen them already. Um, I posted a few on the Daydream and Listen Instagram stories and when this episode comes out I will be sure to post some more just so that you guys can see them because they're all super amazing. I think for as unconventional as the fashion week seasons have been because of the ongoing pandemic, I was actually really pleased with a lot of designers and what they put out for this New York Fashion Week season. There's a lot of inspiration that designers have been able to pull from and I think for the most part they've been doing a really great job um, which you know is super exciting because there's definitely been Fashion Week seasons where I'm like what the heck were you people thinking? Like where did you come up with this idea? But yeah I feel like a lot of them were just really really on the nose about um, the inspirations that they took from or just the trends and the aesthetics that they were going for. So I'm really sorry if I didn't talk about a specific designer or show that you had wanted me to. There's just 
always so many to keep up with and I feel like the few that I talked about were ones that were that stood out they were pretty pivotal for the New York Fashion Week showing um so if you haven't listened to my last fashion review I talked about Haute Couture so if you want to listen to more fashion reviews that are um pretty relevant relevant definitely go check that out and if you haven't listened to that spring 2021 trend episode I that I've been talking about I'm sorry this entire episode definitely go check that out because you know spring is just around the corner and you want to be on top of those trends right um also be sure to follow the daydream and listen instagram it is linked in the description of this podcast and the handle is just spelled out like the title of the podcast Um, It's a great place for you guys to, you know, stay involved um, with the episodes. I like to post as often as I can and post some things on the stories where we can interact with one another. You guys can be a part of the episodes. It's just a great time. Also, if you're listening to the podcast on Spotify, be sure to follow this podcast so that you never miss an episode. You'll be notified every Sunday whenever I release one, so you'll never miss it. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to subscribe to Daydream and Listen. Same thing, you'll be notified whenever a new episode comes out. And I would really appreciate it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because that's just always a great way for other people to find the podcast and for you to let me know what you like and what you don't like. So yeah, Um, that's pretty much all I have to say. I hope you guys enjoyed my little New York Fashion Week review. It was quite condensed, but I just had um, some notes about those shows that I really wanted to talk about with you guys. So I love you all so, so much and hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, an amazing week ahead of you. And as always, thanks for listening. Bye guys. 